1: I'm Franny
0: there's This is Klaus Lunderkwan.
1: I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number.
0: Here is Letitia! and he's got it in as well and Danny Ings has done it again
2: thanks for checking out In That Number with me, Kevin the Moscow Mush Milverton and Ray Hunt find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and, and my co-host Ray Hunt at hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe and give us good vibes. Let's go.
1: Welcome to another episode of ITN. I'm Ray. He's Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. This is episode 136, title mush? Our Mandalorian. (laughs) Our Mandalorian, yes. Sometimes they come easy, sometimes they don't, Um, but I I like this. Uh, Today, we chat over yesterday's dropped points at home to Burnley, uh, and we'll bring in Tim Bazance to discuss next week's packed schedule uh, as we hit the road to Stamford Bridge and the Cup. Uh, and Vicarage Road, where we face off against Claudio Ranieri's rejuvenated Watford side. That's not going to be as easy as, easy as we originally thought, is it? 3-2-1 uh, against Everton at Goodison and still had so much fight in them. And they ended up you know, with five. So that was an incredible performance. Yeah, they were looking good yesterday.
2: Mm, it was a bit of a worry. Uh, but, but what did you make of the Burnley one yesterday? Uh, it, it's a tough one to take, isn't it? It's just, uh, you know, on, on the back of such good performances recently, Managed to slip into old habits and, uh, yeah, uh, classic Saints. Classic Burnley, too. It, yeah. Yeah, it's turned a bit into a, a ding-dong battle from, you know, a couple of years back. You would have thought it would be last on match today, and now it's a, a goal fest every season, isn't it? It is, yeah.
1: I mean, yesterday, I, I, I mean, I know I predicted 2-0, but I was um, I was convinced it was going to be 0-0 as, as kick-off happened. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, goal fest it was. Um. But before we get into that, how is everything with you? I mean, I know you, you weren't here last week, you were, you were on your, your <laughs> holidays, um, and the flat, how's the flat coming along? And I know you're preparing to, to come back over to the UK for a visit, so it's pretty busy for you at the moment. Yeah, it is,
2: it's all kicking off, and um, for work I'm busier than ever. But yeah, I had a nice uh, little uh, sojourn to Croatia last weekend, it's a lot of fun. It looks
1: it looks lovely. I've always wanted to go to, to Croatia and, yeah, well, the Adriatic just
2: looks, um yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot to see. We're only um, stuck around Istria, but um, further south, there's, yeah, you've got Dubrovnik and Split and all those places. They look fantastic, too, so maybe I'll have to go back sometime soon. Take me with you next time. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't mean any disrespect
1: to Tim, but I really missed you last week.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, Tim did a great job in my absence, by the way, on uh, Listen back to the bottom some, yeah, something. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, right, uh,
1: before we get into the news, uh, a quick reminder. Uh, if you appreciate what we do and you feel you'd like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, Kevin, should we get into the news? Let's do it.
2: This is ITN In That Number News.
1: Okay, ITN News. Our festive fixtures have been confirmed now. It's looking pretty busy in December then, Kev. Eight games on the slate, three of them live, five of them at home, getting into the thick of it now. Um, Let me just run you through those games quickly, starting on the 1st of December against Leicester at home, a 7.30 kickoff, that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, and then three days later, Saturday the 4th of December, Brighton at home, a uh, 3pm kickoff. Saturday the 11th of December, Arsenal away, a 3pm kickoff. Wednesday the 15th of December, Palace away, 730 kick kickoff. And that is on BT. What a weird game for BT to broadcast. Palace, yeah. Saints,
2: midweek. You thought that South Coast Derby the a, a <laughs> fortnight before would be of interest? Or, um... Exactly. <laughs> Arsenal Saints, that's normally an interesting picture, isn't it? But no. Yeah, it's a big choice. Uh, Maybe it's because of the the ding-dongs between Will Saha and James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, maybe. They might be laughing. Uh,
1: And then we continue Saturday the 18th of December, Brentford at home. That's a 3 p.m. kickoff, And then Boxing Day, uh, West Ham away.
2: (laughs) It's always West Ham away.
1: I I know, I know. That's another either last game season or Boxing Day. And it's always a shit show, yeah. Uh, mm. And then Tuesday the 28th, just two days later, Spurs at home. That's a 3 p.m. kickoff, and that is on Amazon Prime. And then we end off that festive period on Sunday, the 2nd of January, to Billionaires Newcastle at home. Wow. Mm. That's some schedule, Kev. That's 24 points up for
2: grabs there. Um, so if we get at least three, it'll be
0: long. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'll
2: probably end up catching St. Spurs. Oh, you're going to be over over here for that? Well, yeah, if, if, um, if all goes to plan, then yeah, I'll be over for that. Sorry, yeah. I'll have a Christmas time disappointment, probably. But at least at least you'll get to see me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah you don't sound too excited about that. But That's hey, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, moving on, then. Uh, Nigel Adkins, Kev, sacked by Charlton. Yeah, I
2: feel sorry for him for this one, because they had a good end to the season after he came
1: in. Just missed out on promotion, didn't they, what about the playoffs? Sure, but I mean, it's kind of not surprising, really, this season, given their poor start. Uh, 22nd in the league now, uh, just nine points from 13, and that's four points off of safety, so... You can see that their high-flying status last season to this season, you know, something's got to give, right? Yeah, but I mean, no, I
2: don't, I'm, I'm always a lot more patient than um, other fans or the board in this case. Um, I don't understand Watford getting rid of their manager after eight games or whatever. No. Well, that's I'm not sure precious. I understand this one either. I don't know. I, I, the,
1: something had to give this one. I think Charlton aren't, aren't a team that should be playing 22nd in League 1. That's true. But, I mean, yeah, it's still early. It's still early. More bad news, I guess. Ralph fined £20,000 for, well, for questioning the integrity of a VAR official following James Ward-Prowse's red card against Chelsea. Uh, that VAR official, Kevin?
2: None other than my team.
1: I mean, he was just saying what we were all thinking,
2: like- Thanks. Exactly, yeah. I think you know that twenty thousand pounds. I think is quite cheap for um, comments <laughs> that probably got quite a lot of fans on site and <laughs> yeah. might be the the straw that says his job when push comes to show.
1: If it's twenty thousand pounds are well worth it. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe we should have a whip round and, and pay for it for him. You know, a little consultancy. I'm sure,
2: Ralph's I'm sure Raf's not not particularly hard up himself. No,
1: but you know he, he's not wrong with with his comments, and you know he he accepted the charge. Sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you don't. And, and, you know, the, the, the FA member that was deciding that outcome was, um, let me just check. Yep. Yep. It
2: was Mike Dean. <laughs> really bang it up. Of course not. That, that. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. No. So, yeah, yeah. Well, when, when we knew that Mike Dean was responsible for this decision, uh, we yeah. knew which way it was going to go. I mean, to be honest, I mean the comments are quite mild compared to some of the stuff that you know, Klopp or Ole or Oh like, God, yes. Yeah. Big teams come out with and they don't get them, do they?
1: Well, this is what I'm saying. Sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you don't. I mean, Pep had a bit of a rant and nothing, nothing doing.
2: So yeah. maybe it's
1: some um, payment that the FA are giving these top six so they don't join the. Uh, Super League because that, that talk has you know, stepped up again hasn't it? So Yeah
2: so what would it take, I mean, if Rav wants to declare that Southampton are fed up with playing in this league and want to start a breakaway league that's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, but question Mike Dean's integrity no oh yeah not at all so
1: right we'll go on to the loans then uh, Kane Ramsey's crew oh, oh, played the entire 90 minutes in Crew's 4-0 home loss to Sunderland on Tuesday night Uh, And another loss on Saturday to Wickham Wanderers, an agonizing 97th minute winner from Wickham to win 2-1. Ramsey not included in that squad. I can only imagine that he picked up an injury, but nothing, nothing on crew Twitter, nothing on the crew website. Uh, Absolutely no one's talking about Kane Ramsey, why he was in, why he wasn't in. I, I have no idea. So I can't bring you any news on that, I'm afraid um but crew are now rock bottom of league 1 oh shit uh, oh shit indeed uh, dan and lundelee's lincoln uh, lost one nil at home to wimbledon um and he came on on the 77th minute with little effect um and then saturday they drew 1-1 with sheffield wednesday at hillsborough uh, he came off the bench again this time in the 79th minute so there's a clear plan for him <laughs> uh Latest results see Lincoln are 15th in League One. Will Ferry, his Crawley side, lost 3-1 at home to Exeter on Tuesday. Ferry was on the bench, uh, got some action just after the hour mark. And on Saturday, a 2-1 loss at Scunthorpe came off the bench. in the Dying Embers, Crawley, are 16th in League Two. It's not been a great week for the knees, Kev. That doesn't sound Um, out. No, but... It was a good week for the Bees. Yes. On Monday, they picked up their first win in the Premier League two uh, with a, an away win over Wolves. Kazim legby with the game's only goal. Uh, they still remain bottom, two points off of Birmingham, and a winnable game at Reading on Monday night at the Medeski Stadium. So that's definitely going to be one to watch tomorrow night, Kevin. I'll keep my eyes on that one. Uh, the women's, uh, as mentioned last week, the women. You know, play a big game on Halloween at third place, Bridgewater United. Um, Got some crunch games coming up, actually, against Ipswich in the Cup, who who are the team that are below them in the league. Actually, they're above them in the league because they played one extra, but they're undefeated. Um, And then they've got Crawley Wasps, too, who are having a good season. So it's a crucial time of the season for them now. So they just need to keep their foot firmly down and keep scoring those goals. Yeah, come on.
0: This is Klaus Lindeløv, and you are listening to In That Number.
1: Okay, then uh, Burnley 2-2. A Desmond uh, Maxwell Cornet giving the visitors the early lead, before Tino headed the equaliser. Armando Broya making it 2-2, giving us the deserved lead. But Burnley fighting back with another goal from Cornet. Uh, yeah, as you as you mentioned in the in the build-up, a disappointing. Disappointing point, I suppose, but you know, changes without James Ward-Prowse again, obviously. Um, it continues his three-match ban, which will end after Tuesday night. Uh, one change, Kevin, the, the only change, uh, Walcott for Genepa.
2: Yeah, everyone was really excited about that change.
1: <laughs> Are you not 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 too impressed with that then?
2: Um, no, I mean. <sighs> Yeah, walcott has been off the boil for a while now, hasn't he? So I've seen him including it in the squads over Teller, who had been having a great season um, at the end of the last season, great pre-season, and fans have been screaming for him to be included. It wasn't good against Chelsea, but yeah, who was? Well, exactly like Walcott is. Indeed, he hasn't been great for a while,
1: like you said. But, um, but Burnley names the oldest average age uh, well, their team was the, was the oldest average this season at 29. Walcott's inclusion, I mean, it could have been to, to add more experience to our side, which is obviously one of the youngest in the league. But Ralph has defended his decision to include Theo, saying, Theo is a player who goes in behind, goes deep, goes in the box and spreads the runs in behind. So this is what I was expecting from him. So was Ralph taking inspiration from the John Barnes rap in World in Motion?
2: <laughs> I mean, he did hold and give.
1: And... <laughs> I mean, other than other than that, Kev did you like the starting eleven? Because I, I suppose you can't argue because yeah. they played so well against Leeds last week. Plus, you know, the added bonus of a strong bench with the likes of Shea, uh, Kyle Walker, Peters, both Armstrongs, Teller, Giannepo, lots, lots and lots of options if, if things didn't go to plan.
2: Yeah, definitely. But again, classic Ralph left them too late. Indeed. Um, I would have hooked off Walcott much earlier yes. for Armstrong. He's, and he's made all the right substitutions, really, just at the wrong time, I think.
1: I, yeah, I, I'd definitely go along with that. Especially because Walcott went down injured, didn't he? And then he still allowed him to play on from there. That would have been a good time to bring on Stu.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, OK, maybe maybe I'll take my words back. I don't I think um, bringing off Breuer for Adams was necessarily a positive change.
1: Well, I mean, it's, Breuer was, was limping when he went
2: off. Uh, okay. so i don't quite know the extent of that
1: but otherwise yeah i mean he was running himself into the ground as well bro yeah so you can't really really argue but yeah i, I think bringing adam armstrong on was it was definitely needed a lot earlier oh yeah over oh, yeah, here you've got like a few minutes <laughs> yeah yeah that wasn't wasn't enough for him was it um but the game in itself it didn't really take long to get started did it in a positive way i mean cries of tino ringing around st mary's God, Kev, the the kid is electric. He just makes things happen and he's picking up the ball and he's driving it. He's he's just an absolute pleasure to watch.
2: Yeah. I, I don't think you can put it any other way. He's incredibly talented, really physically strong, fast, creative, intelligent. I think he's yeah. He's almost a complete package. Um I say almost, because defensively he still is lacking a bit obviously. Oh, he's going to. Yeah, that that the,
1: the first goal in, in, in it was probably his. Let's not say his fault because you know there was a lot of people that were at fault for it. But yeah, leaving Corneille uh, unmarked, falling asleep a little bit. But that you know that yeah, that that, yeah. that side of his game will come. And like you brought up, then he's intelligent. For an eighteen-year-old lad, he's very intelligent, especially with the ball. Very never, yeah, confidence is great. He never seems to make a mistake, does he, when he's on the ball?
2: No. Um. Yeah, so only off the ball you got to worry about. But yeah, do you see him on Match of the Day? I mean, just the yeah, the sheer confidence that he has in the interviews. Yes. You, you wouldn't. Say, how old is he again? He's eighteen. Yeah. No, he can't be eighteen.
1: No, he is. And something that they mentioned on Match of the Day as well. They said, "Went about his goal." And they said he scored. You know, and he gets up well for the for the corners and stuff like that. He's a big lad. How how tall would you say he is? Five eleven. Uh, that's what I would have said. Five eleven, six foot, something like that. He's only five for eight. No.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Okay. Bloody. But he doesn't look like a five for eight, so he doesn't I mean, look. like a short right backs, <laughs> Yeah. Five for eight. It's not not big, is it? Not not someone that should be getting on with the with the, with these headers into the in, in in set pieces, especially against the likes of a Bernie defence. But, but he did put it in the floor. He did. He headed it down. Yeah, that's what you're supposed <laughs> to do, right? You're supposed to head it down. <laughs> Coaching what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the optimism didn't last long, you know, uh, Maxwell Cornet jumping above the rest and, and, and putting Burnley ahead inside 13 minutes. Unlucky 13. Uh, bad, bad defending because no one closed down the cross. That's the first thing, right? Uh, and then Cornet was alone and Liveramento, as we've mentioned, he left him and we got punished because of it. Yeah, I mean, Loughton
2: was, I mean, he was in acres of space as it was under absolutely no pressure whatsoever and um, put a, a cross in. And you think, Leading up to the Burnley game, the one thing you're going to be practising is uh, defending against aerial balls. And, yeah, it doesn't look like that's uh, sunk in, really.
1: Again, can't blame Ralph for it. It's individual errors that didn't do it. I mean, you said no one's around him on that cross. There was like three players around. Romeo one of them, just
2: not doing enough there. Romeo uh, Perrault. Perrault, yeah. Redmond. You know, some is, yeah, they're all just, just watching him do it. Yeah, That's well, kind on. of what I expect from Redmond. Someone go to him, you know, someone try and... Uh, make make it hard, yeah. Yeah, just, just put him under some pressure. That's what we're supposed to be doing, isn't it? Yeah,
1: but like I mean, we started the game well. We started it positively, like, like we did against Leeds, I thought. And then that didn't deter us, though. That's the only... Good thing about our, our performance, I guess, because the chances did come for us.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about conceding early on is it, it's, you know, it's a little bit too early to completely collapse, you don't know, the score in the 80th minute. <laughs> it's never too else. early for that with Saints, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Boeing ascending sending off then, yeah, but no, it, it did hold in and not much was really happening for most of the first half until, you know, about 10 or 15 minutes that sort of realized that Burnley weren't too bothered about scoring another because, well, because they're Burnley. <laughs> yeah, um, uh,
1: Nick Pope was holding onto the ball an awful lot, and this was coming on like 26 minutes. I remember the crowd booing and jeering when when they took the lead, and every every free kick, every throw-in, every goal kick was just this classic time wasting. I thought, 26 minutes in, are you fucking kidding me? Yep, that's Burnley. 90 minutes of
2: time wasting minimum. It's just not cricket, is it? <laughs> well, it's not against, not against the rules. I mean, it's, it's, going to be, it's difficult, isn't it, for the ref to, um, to give someone a, a yellow card for time wasting about twenty-six minutes in or whatever. I
1: mean, say what you want about Sean Dyche, right? It, it, he, he's got his critics from, from the way that Burnley's set up and the way that they play, but he gets the job done, doesn't he? But as a Burnley fan, how would you be? You know, how would you take to that? Because all right, you're going to survive playing that that brand of football, but you are going to get, con, you know, considered one of the most boring teams to watch.
2: Um, I mean, I, I don't know about boring. I, I, I love him. I, I think he's brilliant. I like. I, I love him I as a person. Yeah. You need a team like that for a bit of variety, you know. If, if every team in the league was like the Beats, I mean, I think it would be quite dull and I don't know, unimaginative. Uh, he's. Working with very limited resources, and uh, he's done incredibly to keep them in the league so long. And you know, I think he's the first to admit, like, well,
0: you know, I do what works, and and that's what works. Sure, I get that, but I, but
1: weren't, um Greece criticised for that in 2004 when they won the Euros,
2: who gives a fuck they won the
1: exactly what I always say. I take that exactly what I say, but people have still hmm. going to criticise it.
2: They are. If, you know, I mean, if- Claude Puel managed the shit houses to the um, NFL Cup way back when. I don't think anyone would have been complaining about it. Well, I still was.
1: <laughs> I find anything to complain about, Kevin. You know me. That's true. Very own Victor Maldrew. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there were a few. T- I mean, Burnley had a couple of chances, too. Not Nothing, nothing too bad. I mean, McCarthy was forced to save for Chris Wood. Um, but, but we had our chances. We were creating chances, which was good to see. Wal- Walcott should have done better with his. Yeah. Yeah, that, that we were all convinced that was a corner. Straight into run. the defender. Yeah. Um, Tino and Broya were, were linking up nicely down the right. Uh, on one occasion, Tino surges down the, down the right, sets up Broyo well, sets Broglie on his way. Um, and he holds the ball up so well uh, to create some space and some time. And he sends in a great cross to Redmond, and he's just missed. I mean, how he's missed that, I, I, I don't know.
2: I mean, you, you can't you know, to say it's an absolute fucking setter is an understatement. I'd say it was more of a recumbent, you know, <laughs> you could, you could score it lying down. It, it's,
1: it's, a, a, it's a, it was, it was, long. it was a talent
2: to miss that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's more difficult not to score it than to do it, but yeah, I mean, that, that's Redmond's. I don't know, is it just luck or poor judgement? I don't really care, he should, be, he should be scoring them. Definitely should be
1: scoring that. It just stands there and it fucking you score it. It's, oh.
2: Shane Long would have had his cock on the end of that. Huh? Yeah, probably, yeah. At the end of that first half, we had more misses than the John Terry. <laughs> like you mentioned, the misses. It, 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 it was at this stage
1: that we, we could have got the game sewn up. and uh, Should have scored and ultimately this is why we only scored a point instead of three. This is the moment, this is the time that we should have had it. I mean, it's okay looking back at it and saying that, but.
2: Yeah, we were, we, we were in control for spells of the game. I mean, I mean otherwise, it was pretty much um, a, a dead heat. I mean, we kind of went in and out of in, intensively pressing going forward. But, yeah, I mean, we should have been at least two up. Oh, yeah. By half time.
1: Yeah, if not three. I mean, one of those chances, when Tino hit the post, and um, that was. That was incredible. Oh I mean, I, I've looked at it again and again, and it, it took a deflection, I think, on its way through to the post. And I'm thinking if it didn't take that deflection, then maybe Nick Payne would have had it. But it was still a brilliant effort, because he kind of like sold the dummy on the cross and then cut back inside and curled it in with his left foot. So, yeah,
2: both feet as well, Kevin. Add that to him. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, for that Livermore chance that hit the post, I mean, Broglie was right there. Could he not have done more to try and get the rebound? Oh, yes. It it's so, so unfortunate. I mean, if Redmond had been there, he'd have skydied it. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. I mean, it anyway. just it hit the post, but it came out back so quick that um, I mean, you'd have to have quite quick reactions to get it in. But, yeah, it would just have been a head or a shoulder. Pressure still on, wave after wave of it at this point.
1: And, then, you know, we, we, we force a corner. A corner comes in, the movement came from Tino, and he scores his first goal, and it was... Totally deserved for him, and, and for Saint. Yeah,
2: I mean, fair play to Redmond. I mean, after just missing that absolute howler, um, delivered in a um, really good corner. He did,
1: but uh, I, I mean, that was one. I mean, there was one towards the end of the game where it was just, what the fuck was that? I cannot wait for James Ward-Prowse to come back and resume set pieces, because...
2: You think? I mean, because oh. his... his Set pieces haven't really been up to standard this season, have
1: uh, they? Corners, maybe not, but you, st- you just need him in there for those free kicks, don't you? Yeah,
2: you've just got to hope that, you know, one of them will be that special one that makes a difference. And plus, he's going to be well rested now,
1: Kevin, so we need to be optimistic about that. <laughs> yeah, I hope that makes a difference. <laughs> uh, second half started well, I, I guess. Lots of high pressure again and, and forced a mistake from Burnley. Uh, that's where the second goal come from. T- Tarkovsky giving the ball away. Diallo feeds Broya. He takes it. And at one point he sort of like shimmies to his right. And from there, well, from where I was, it looked like he'd wasted his chance. But, you know, he hit a sweat oh, you thought it was going wide? So. Uh, well, I don't think the shot was going wide. I just think that from where I was sat back, I was back at the other end. See, and it looked like he was miles ahead of the play. And he sort of like took it right. And I thought, what's he done? But he still finds the time to like take the shot and and then tuck it underneath or you know to the to the right of Nick Pope and and it went in. But yeah, it did from our point of view. I mean, it wasn't just me. There's a couple of people around that thought, "My God, I thought he you know took too long on that." But looking back at it, it was yeah, it was it was sweet.
2: Yeah, I mean it's either smart or fortunate or both. I don't care. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean it was all all Brian's goal really. I mean it's his pressure on Tarkovsky that um makes him. Misplaced the pass forwards. Um, Diago Diallo really quick thinking to retrieve the ball and just send it straight back to Fraser. This is Ralph well, ball, isn't it? This is what the yeah. high press is supposed to do. Uh, yeah, I, would, I just wish we'd seen a lot, a lot more of that. I think we if we'd had to, just as an intense period um, after the break as we did before it. I don't think we'd have been. Um, wouldn't have been creating problems for ourselves because we kind of settled into it after that. But yeah, that that goal, which is just incredible. I'm put, putting uh, James Tarkovsky on the floor and then as he's going down, sending the ball underneath him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. Very good.
1: And bro, yeah. yes. Fantastic, two and two and two for they him. Two, yeah. And uh, it's, you've got to say Adam Armstrong and, and Shay Adams have got to take a seat now. Yeah, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe him and Armstrong, maybe that could be an option. We should try that out. I don't think we've seen that yet, have we? Different players as well. Yeah, that could work. No, yeah, Redmond. I don't know. He like, I mean, wasn't completely awful, but no,
1: no, 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 not by any any stretch. But he he's inconsistent, and that's what we don't need yeah. right now. Um, but are you starting to fall in love with, with, with a lone knee, Kev? It's dangerous, isn't it? Mm. Do
2: you think we've got any chances of keeping him?
1: Absolutely none. This is it, isn't it? If he if he doesn't do well, then we could sign him. But if he starts doing well and starts putting the ball at the back of the net, then we've got no chance because Tuchel's going to have him back. Although, does he actually need him? <laughs> I mean, they scored, yes. seven, they scored seven yesterday without Lukaku, so I don't think they really need any strikers.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't. I think armando um, has got to be looking at his chances of getting into the squad and playing first team football at Chelsea. I still think it's
1: you know minimal. I agree with you, but the way that he's playing, his price is going to be astronomical, surely? Tuchel's going to be like, yeah, we're okay to let him go, but you ain't going for cheap. If you want the money, yeah. you're going to have to fork out for him. Fifty million or something. <laughs> they, they, can, they, they, you know, they hold everything here, don't they? And it's it's only going to help Chelsea if he does well or bad. So it, you know, no no chance of keeping him in my opinion. Who um, could renew the deal? Huh? Yeah, i say like, yeah, two-one up, everything looking positive, and and then you know out of nowhere, Burnley grabbed the leveller. Maxwell Cornet again, very good strike by the way, but uh, t- I say it typical Burnley long ball, one over the top, um, and that's
2: it, you know, two-two. Yeah, I mean it's smart from Cornet to spot McCarthy off his line, and um, Bednarik he, he should have done a lot more there. He wasn't particularly strong on him to prevent him getting that shot off, which you know, I don't think it would have been that difficult just to get in his way. Um, but, yeah, fuck me, what a shot. And it was unexpected. It, was, it wasn't It was as if they deserved that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Could you put it down to defensive laps or just a moment of brilliance from, from the Cornetto? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't think it's
1: unfair to say both. And I don't want to yeah. say anything bad on Cornet. Because he, he done well. You know, it's three goals for him in, in what, three games. He looks like a good sign. T- and yeah. to be fair to Tim, he, he brought him up last week and said, watch out for him. We
2: didn't. Yeah, well, you got a worry for, well, you, you were kind of worried for Burnley at the beginning of the season because they haven't made many um, signings or any signings at all, but uh, they managed to, to get him in. And he looks like a, a good acquisition. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, a few little moments like that where Burnley can, Take advantage, and uh, you know I think they'll be fine in the end. But it, it's unfortunate, and they they looked sort of rejuvenated after that goal. That they you know they could take three points and get get their first win of the season because that you know for a few more minutes after that um, before they decided to sit back again. Um, yeah, I was quite worried
1: for us. I, I agree with you, and I I think you can say that Burnley sit back. You know they were time wasting when they were one nil up, but at two two they did think, yeah, let's go for the win. Which is good to see from a from a, a Bernie point of view. Um, Dwight McNeil had one, didn't he, over the bar? That was closer than it looked. Uh, yeah. Ashley Westwood had one West going. Had it going yeah, it was all, all scary moments. So it could have been um, it could have been a lot worse, I suppose. But Ralph did make some changes. Walcott comes off eventually for for Stuart Armstrong, uh, which I mean I guess we expected at some point. Um, Bro, you're limping off for Adams this moment was frustrating because there wasn't just there just wasn't enough desire from well from the first half that we showed and it was, it, it was just more frustrating in the build up play because it was the urgency seemed to drop and there was lots of sideways and backwards passing and but then again I, I guess you could say it's typical Burnley because they were well organised and you know this is their strength isn't it There's, it's nothing new and they're just going to hold you off
2: yeah you know kind of but like, really, wasn't it? I mean, we? we? You'd think that. I mean, for about half an hour, nothing really happened at all, to be honest. Um, got, got the odd couple of chances, but you know, we could have. I went that for a piss. A of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could have had shit. Man. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it was, well, it but it was I just, I felt like leaving the stadium at that point. It was like everybody was. I wouldn't say everybody was. I, I would say I looked the most unhappy and the most frustrated. I was just really. Like, oh, you know, it's another one. It's another two points dropped. I just yeah, I just I hate I hate it when when they draw a game like that, because when they OK, when they get whipped by people like Chelsea, you, you've you got to take it on the chin because they're better than us. But Burnley aren't better than us. They didn't play better than us. Saints deserve to win this game. And they didn't. And that's what I makes it don't worse. I think they do. I see, I, I, do, I think they deserve to win the game. Okay, Burnley had some chances, but we had the more, we had the better chances. We controlled the, the play.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you can't, you can't just rely just on that. If you, if you haven't scored the goals, um you've, you've gotta, you've gotta keep it up until, until you do get the winner. And, you know, it would have taken just, um a, a really intense five or ten minutes at the end. I think we could have edged, edged it over, we just didn't have enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, blame it on late subs and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Um, and actually, I want to talk about Ralph just, just quickly, Kev, because, you know, we we mentioned before a questionable inclusion of Walcott made those subs too late, which you brought up. Walcott went down injured and proceeded to play on with him. Adam Armstrong only had nine minutes. Um, but this draw was in no way his fault because we should have had enough to win this game. We, you know, the first half alone, we, we if we had have taken those chances and, it's the more clinical side of our game that we need to work on, I think, and you know you take those chances at half time you go in at three one and it's going to be a completely different game in the second half, I'm sure of it. so you know Ralph doesn't have to take any of the blame here. I don't think those subs are because of because of the point.
2: No, but I still think you know had he made them a little bit earlier, we might have had a bit more energy to to make the difference. I don't know. I mean I don't think it's particularly. Bad result, if I'm entirely totally honest. Um, it's disappointing, of course. Mm-hmm. You, you want to beat teams like Burnley, but you know when they have scored two goals more or less against the run of play, and we managed to come back into it both times. I think that's definitely positives to take from it. Yeah, sure. It's one of those ones that
1: you look back at and think, at that "Point, it wasn't that bad." But and there again, you know, if you if you go down or you get close to going down, you just think that. These are the sort of games that you need to be winning. I mean, I, I, I mention it quite a lot, um, sure. and it, yeah, I, I guess that's just where my frustration lies. It's just that, that I thought that, I felt that we could have won this game, and we deserved to win the game, in my opinion. Um, so, 61% possession to their 39, um, and 16 shots to their nine, four on target, but they had five on target though. So, mm. six corners to their two, they had three yellow cards. They're playing pretty dirty towards the end. So, yeah, every single stat is in our favour there particularly that possession one, but that's what I said before, like how... That's what you expect. Yes, yeah, this is what I said, like, towards the end of the game, it was all those sideways passes and backwards passes because they could, just
2: couldn't find a way to get round the back. Yeah, I mean, you have to hear the crowd getting frustrated every time they kind of um, concertina the ball backwards and forwards. I was like, for fuck's sake! You I know, mean, it's I not as
1: easy as that, is it? If there's nothing there, you'll have to switch the play. Yeah, but you could do it
2: a lot faster than, yes. than the way that they were doing, you know, because they gave so much time to Bernie to reorganise their defence and, you know, they're no mugs.
1: And exactly. This is where Diallo, for me, is frustrating as well because he wants too much time on the ball still. You can't, yeah. you can't have that. You need to be more aggressive. There were, there were moments when we were attacking down, the, down that left-hand side when Perrault was there as well and Perrault was going out wide and Diallo had the ball. He could have released him and instead, because you could see Perrault just about to start a run, and instead he stopped, he thought about it, and then he turned back. And by the time Perrault stopped his run, because he was going to be offside, Burnley defence were just in line then, and, and, and back to it. So it's those moments that we need to pick up on, that urgency. But that urgency was there against Leeds. We were making all those right decisions. It was even there in, in patches in the first half. But it's just not enough.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, we were kind of playing Burnley at their own game. We had some really good... Long balls forward from Diallo and Romain. I noticed that, um, yeah. yeah. I thought they were, they were looking good. So, you know, a bit more progressive than when you've got uh, Prowse and Romeo at the same time. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, I don't think we're entirely lost without Ward Prowse, but I think it would be good to have him back. Oh, well, I mean, we
1: picked up four points without him, so.
2: Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Give him another red card. <laughs> Let's not go that far.
1: Man of the match, Kev.
2: Um. Yeah, I think it's it's an it's an easy one for me. Um, uh, it's, it's difficult because we've, we've kind of given Armando Bria the plaudits broad, for this episode, like making the the title man. But he's on 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 great form, incredible creative talent, and yeah, thank you for being miracle. If we held on to him. But again, the man who was getting me out of my seat more than anybody else was Tino Livramento I mean. Um, a black mark against him for being really poor defensively, for letting Cornet um, get that first header in. But aside from that, oh, I think he was just flawless and relentless. Yeah, I mean, are, have you got
1: questions over his defensive play?
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, our, you know, to be honest, I mean, our full-backs now, uh, I don't think any of them are, are particularly... Solid defensively. I mean, Morgan Peters maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going
1: to have to disagree because I think. well, he's my man of the match as well. But mm. I, I, defensively, I think he defends well. If it's like pound for pound, if it's like man man on man, and, and he's going in for a tackle, he, he, he's good. Very good, in fact. Well, I think he, yeah, he's, he's good. Um, but positionally, yeah, that's going to have to improve. But I think overall, if I was, to, if you were to say he's a bad defender, I don't think that's that's no. quite fair. I think no? it's, it's just his defensive game is
2: lacking.
1: Yeah, there are some, some parts of it, but again, you know, the, the bits that are lacking are, are going to come with age and experience, surely. hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, Tino, man of the match for me. I just think everything that Southampton have got good is because of him, and it's not just this game. It's, um, it's all season, and he just seems different class at the moment, and I'm going to say it again, he's only 18, he's a kid. He's such a clever player for someone so young, and... This decision-making seems good, especially when he's on the ball. Um, and large portions, I think he does defend well. He puts in some decent tackles. Um, and he loves to drive the play. He loves to get forward. And now he's added a goal to his impressive start. And also he hit the post as well. With his
2: that was so unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, he looks very, very near the, the full package. And I think he's... Um, yeah, he, he <laughs> we all know he's going to go on to bigger and better things, don't we? I mean, but but for now... Let's just enjoy him each and every time he puts on the shirt. Um, and, you know, I, I, I know we're going to look back at him in years to come and just think, right. Do you remember when we had Tino when he was just coming into the team? I'm, I'm sure we're going to look back at him like the, the, the way that we look at Gareth Bell.
2: Yes. Yeah, I want to draw the same comparison.
1: But he's not Welsh. So, <laughs> yeah. So 16th in the table. Uh, another big game against Watford next Saturday. Uh, but before that, the little matter of our Carabao Cup fourth-round tie against Chelsea. It's in Dean Hammond here. Thank you for
0: tuning in to In That Number.
1: Okay, we are back. And this time we are back with Tim.
0: Tim, how are you? Doing pretty well. Uh, acquired some more bruises this week too from my rec league game for whatever reason. I'm just completely uh, black and blue from my waist down.
1: bruise magnet, that's good. Um, But you got a clean sheet again, yeah?
0: Yep, 1-0 win. We win the next two, we win our league for the first time, and the guy who is our team captain, who's been a part of it for the last 14 or 15 years, our team has never won, so uh, apparently we got to just uh, win the next two and that's it. It's all because of you. Uh, No, I (laughs) wouldn't like to think so, but... You didn't give a penalty away this week, then? No, I didn't. I didn't have to do nearly as much work this week as I did last week.
1: Thoughts on yesterday, Tim, 2-2 uh, two, two, Burnley. Uh,
0: so, missed the second half, obviously, from like, the game that I was playing. But in the process, uh, caught the first half, was able to watch everything through. That was
1: the best part.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, overall, I expe- expected going into it. I think uh, I had zero changes. They had Walcott replaced for uh, Gineppo. Uh, so I think when we were talking about Perot and DJ having that connection with DJ being out, this was Perot's worst game. And it's not to say that he had an absolute terrible game, but it felt like he was non-existent. There really wasn't a whole lot going on. Now whether that's him being, you know, taken out by McNeil or in Lowden on the right side, I couldn't tell you, but I think there is that misconnection there. Now, Moy did a decent job on the left and they rotated a decent amount, but he was the primary person on the left side where Walcott was completely non-existent. Uh, I, he, he's a squad player to me at this point and in terms of opportunities for individuals to be successful and bring us forward, it's not him. I'd even say Geneva over him just because he has the flair and the connection between Perot on the left side and the ability to really run at run at a player, whereas Walcott, it just, I don't know. I, I don't know what he brought, provides outside of a good leadership and uh, being a good team player, which is fine to have, but w- whether or not they deserve restarting, that's it. So overall, though, um, the Redmond-Brosha combination, the one-two where the second striker Redmond looked really good uh, for Brosha being up top, salisu you know, doing his Salisu things, and that's really all that I could under I could get gather from uh, the first half. I caught the second half highlights though, and it seemed like Broja was able to take the uh, the attack and did really well. And then Cornet just absolutely just destroyed us with a fantastic shot from thirty five yards out.
1: Yeah, that was it. Okay, so next week then, guys. We well, we we play two. We um we head to Chelsea Stamford Bridge again. Uh, in the fourth round Carabao Cup. That's Tuesday, the 26th of October, uh, 7.45 kickoff. Uh, Tim, we've already had our hearts broken at Stamford Bridge, not that long ago, actually, and Prowsey's still suffering the effects of that game. Um, 3-1 losers. But this is a different game entirely. Don't quite know how you know, both teams are going to approach this one. Um, so please... Tim, tell
0: us. Alright, so, Carabao Cup, uh, w- without talking about Chelsea during the, in the, in the league itself, they, they had to go to penalty kicks to beat Villa at home, uh, 1-1, uh, in 4-3 and penalty kicks, Kepa making the save to allow them to go to the, where they're at today. So it's gonna be tricky because they've got a few different injuries right now, uh, Timo Werner, uh, Police out, Lukaku, so you've got, Two, you're two of your main strikers, and a police is a winger alongside Conte, who had muscle tightness, so didn't feature in the lineup against Norwich. So with them having just played against Norwich at 7-0, you don't know what to expect because they have such a significant amount of depth, and they have a lot of fluidity with their formation. Uh, Thomas Tuchel is fantastic, and being able to kind of match up and, and drill in discipline because I think they're it's it's been absolutely fantastic for. For Tuchel and for Chelsea to kind of as a group. So, you know, who they started against Norwich is Mendy, Chalabas, Silva, Rudiger, then Reese James, Jorginho, Kovacic, Chilwell, then Mount, uh. Yeah, as long Hudson-Odoi. as Mount wasn't
1: playing, I think we'd we'll be alright. Yeah.
0: So Mount Hudson, Adoy, and Havertz. So looking at it, and Hudson Adoy was actually, was a lot free-flowing and going forward, which was great because he had James and uh, behind him who was able to pull up and make those runs, but also kind of had to sit back. Uh, I think it allowed uh, Hudson Adoy to be successful for him and his, to be what he wants to be is more of an attacking role and kind of throw, throw that in there alongside Mount who had, uh, geez, I mean, he had a hat trick there. Uh, then again, it's Norwich, so you can compliment everybody and tell Havers is playing as a false nine and sitting up there and doing doing everything. But it's it's Norwich, so who knows what's gonna happen? And they, I feel like they're gonna do a lot of rotations. So they set up at a three four two one, but then kind of have like a fluid re, where based on who they're playing with and who they're who they have it on their team and then who they're playing against. So it's going to be much more of an attacking presence. So to me, I think you're going to see a lot of rotation and you're going to see a lot more of that midfield who's going to be going forward. So you're going to look at, um, I think Alonso is going to come in as a rotation for Chilwell. Chillwell is three for three in his last three starts, uh, in the Premier League and has taken yeah, the game. Yeah, he bounces back between, they bounce back between Alonso and Chilwell right now. Uh, Christensen is gonna come in. He didn't play, so based on the rotation itself. And then I think Melang Sar is gonna come in. He did start against, he didn't start Not this past great, game, yeah. but he started, he started the previous game. Uh, and then Aslaqueta, uh, and then in your, I think you're gonna have actually even more of like a 6-8-10 in your fourth, and it's gonna appear more like a 4-3-3, three, three, but it's gonna have this weird, Fluidity, uh, with Lu- Ruben Loftus Cheek, Barkley, and Conte will come back. I think Conte will actually be the 6, uh, B- Loftus Cheek will be the 8, and then Barkley be the 10. And then they'll play completely, uh, forward with Ziyech, Z- uh, Hudson odoi and Kai. I do think Mount will, I think they're gonna rotate heavily, so this looks at 9 new starters. Now, will that be as much as that they'll have? Probably not, but I think there'll be a definitely significant uh rotation so uh, I think the from the one academy player you'll look to see who will play either in start or as a sub is Lewis Baker. Um, their academy is obviously fantastic we are well we're, we are well aware of that, You're the effects look for, of that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look for Lewis Baker to get in the lineup somewhere as, as an opportunity. So yeah, how are we going to line up? Ooh, geez, that's crazy, uh, to think about. I think you're, you'll have Forster in goal and uh, I think they'll rotate out Tino. I think just that he's 18, 19 and as much as he was successful, I don't think he can play two times a week. So I think you'll, th- uh, he'll put Walker Peters in. Uh, I think Leonco will play and then Leonco Salisu, Perot. I've got Diallo Romero listed here, but Ideally, it'd be good also to have another rotation. So are you going to see Will Smallbone come in? Are you going to see Stuart Armstrong slot in that role? Uh, could, well, uh, just a question, uh,
1: just a thing on Smallbone. I think he is going to be playing for the Bees tomorrow night. So I doubt he'll be playing on Tuesday
0: night. Okay. So then you'll probably see Diallo start, uh, just because then you'll have Ward Prowse will come back, come straight back into the lineup and. That we, and on Saturday against Watford. Sure. So then Diallo will play, burn himself out, and go, and go from there. Uh, I do think Gineppo will come back, because he'll look for the link up between Perot and Gineppo, and that'll actually be a really good, uh, 1-2 on that side. Hopefully being able to expose, uh, the right side of uh, the Uh, Stuart Armstrong, Armstrong to start, yeah? I think Stuart Armstrong will start. And then I think Nathan Tella and Adam Armstrong will start. I think they're going to go for a little bit of a squirrely guys, the smaller guys, try to run it past them. Um Christensen's big, but well, I don't didn't...
1: think Broya is able to start anyway, is he? So
0: Broya cannot play. So I knew that Broya was going to start. And I think a uh, spoiler alert, I think he'll start against Watford. He'll come back in against Watford. But yes, yeah,
1: I... pe- this is it, Kev. I think that we've got a, a good opportunity here to be playing some of our te- our, our first team regulars that. Should be playing now, like the likes of Adam Armstrong, Stuart Armstrong, and uh, Nathan Teller, all those players that you know aren't considered to be bench players. Shea Adams, they are going to be—they're mm-hmm. play- going to be having a big part in this game.
0: I second that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. third it. Okay. Yeah, I even think—I do think that Adams is not going to start. Now, I've to- I could totally be corrected because this is this one's a crapshoot. Uh, I don't think. I—I uh, I just think that tell- this will be Teller's opportunity. I think he'll think of it as a. As a cup game, and he'll go in with the mindset that Teller is going to get some solid minutes. So, I, I'm quite, Kev. Do you want to win this one? Are you
1: are you up for this? Are you or are you just not bothered?
2: Of
0: course, I want to win it. Um, say not me. The
2: players on the pitch need to win it. <laughs> um, I want yeah, of course, I want to win it, but it's uh, it's not looking particularly likely. But it depends how seriously Chelsea are going to take it. Hmm. Definitely. Um, You've got the fear that they they are going to take it quite seriously.
1: Well, hopefully not. But um, predictions. Then I'll let you go first, Kev.
2: Oh, thanks. Um, it's all right. The, these ones go straight to penalties, don't they? Uh, yes, they do. Well, that's what I'm going to predict then. One all. One all. Okay,
0: good stuff. Tim? Uh, I think we'll, we'll get one on them, but it'll be 3-1 Chelsea. Same as it was in the
1: league. Um, Kev, I, I know it doesn't really matter if they're going to win, but do you think Saints are going to win on penalties? Do you think Forster's going to come up big again? Uh, oh, I'd love it. I'd love it if if we did.
2: Um, All right, Kevin Keegan channeling your Kevin Keegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love it if we beat them in the cup. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we do tend we do we do to we do, we do, we do well against Chelsea <laughs> at Stamford Bridge. Um, I just hope that, it, and we do well in the cups as well. I uh, just hope that those come together and, and, and we get something out of it because. Uh, it's
1: not going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy. And for that, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Chelsea win. I think they, they, they mm. take us fairly comfortably. Um, I don't know Alex's prediction just yet. He uh, still hasn't sent it to me. So, um, But the wives, uh, Gemma is going for 3-0 Chelsea. <laughs>
2: it's going to be 0-0 now, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, she said that
2: also. You before. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's going 3-0 to Chelsea. What about Marina? Uh, Marina says 3-1 to Chelsea. Ah, same as Tim. Um, and what about Abby, Tim?
0: 2-0.
1: 2-0 Chelsea. Sorry, I said mm-hmm. zero. 2-0. Wow, sounding American now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also haven't heard Caitlin's, so we're to have to move on. Uh, and that's not it. We do play Watford away next Sunday, uh, Saturday the 30th of October. Nickname? Ornips. Yeah, Hornets or the Orntons, oh, as the fans like to call themselves. Uh, famous fans. Come on, you must know. Elton no, Elton John. Yes, Tim got in there. <laughs> Sir Elton John, I'll have you know. Um, have you got
2: any more? His is, is husband? <laughs> David Furnish?
0: <laughs> um, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't confirm that, I'm afraid.
1: Maybe. I suppose he'd have to be,
0: wouldn't he? Isn't an Anthony time. Joshua uh, Yeah, are fan? you
1: cheating by any chance?
0: No. <laughs> yes, Anthony no. Joshua is. Uh, uh, no, I, I remember not. when they did that. For, I don't know why I remember when the boxers did that. No, that's but crazy. You are correct. Yeah. I've also
1: got Jerry Hallowell or Jerry Horner, whatever she likes.
0: I don't know who that is. is. that because Spice of her Girl. name sounds a little
1: bit like Horner? Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah.
2: And,
0: you could have said Spice Girl? Okay.
1: Yeah, Jerry. the, the Ginger, gi- ginger Spice. Spice. Ginger
0: Spice. G- okay. I um,
1: wouldn't have Oh, OK. Uh, BBC Radio One DJ Chris Stark, uh, who's actually been recruiting Hollywood stars. He he tried to re- uh, recruit Mila Kunis and uh, Jennifer Aniston as Watford fans. Apparently, he bought them shirts and put their name and number on the back. And they they've said to him that they will wear them. I have not seen them wear it, so I can't say that they are Watford fans. But there you go. Uh, right. Back to the serious stuff. Uh, Tim. Watford uh, got dicked at home 5-0 um, <laughs> um, and keeping with the Liverpool thing. Uh, they went to Goodison Park and dicked them 5-2. Uh, Ranieri at the helm now. Cisco relieved of his duties on the 4th of this month. It's so hard
0: keeping up with their managerial changes.
1: Where do we stand with Watford? What sort of Watford side are we going to be playing?
0: Your, your guess is as good as mine, honestly, because you're going into the third game with Claudio Ranieri at the helm now. Ranieri has always been known for kind of that uh, 4-4-2 formation, and he's always been heavy in organization. And then over over time, he'll trink, he'll tinker with things. So he'll he'll look for kind of a standard flow and kind of lock things in. Which could be to his benefit or then could be to his detriment because he five zero uh lost to Liverpool, five two away win, and Joshua King just says, Screw you, Everton, which yeah, I think harsh. that was Well yeah, I <laughs> honestly think he did he went out there and said, I'm gonna it's one of those games where you're like, Well, I'm gonna go and try to be the best I can and go out there and do and that was probably his best game I've seen for him while well, that I've actually watched live or seen anything part of in a long time so uh, so Richard Jolly tweets states right now that the last five away wins for Watford have been with five different managers which is crazy to think about but then again when you think about it it's Watford and they change their managers just as much as I change underwear which is pretty much every day <laughs> Kev who are
2: those five managers Siscon
0: yeah we Captain Banieri.
2: yeah mm-hmm. oh Nigel Pearson
0: yeah mm-hmm. um
2: there go. The guy who was
0: there twice.
2: Kiko
1: Sanchez Flores. Yeah. Yes, that's him. That. and uh, uh
0: Javi Gracia. Yeah. There we go. Uh sorry. Carry on, Tim. You just don't know what to go in to expect, three games in. Uh they don't have a Carabao Cup game, so they don't have that. Uh they've got a full week to be able to prepare. Um my best guess is from from and this is why it's a guess, is I think they'll he'll basically see that we've haven't been as successful when it comes to playing teams that are uh that sit back a little bit so i think it will allow us to and we'll actually have the majority of the possession it's more around 55 to 60 percent he'll actually sit back and then look to poach us on the counter use that success and use the speed uh with a few of their players so with uh ismail yesar and then josh king being able to poach and make it work there so that's what i think he'll that's what i think will happen and Ultimately, I can't really predict or really look at and say their lineup is how it's going to be except for maybe a 4 4 2 but I want to highlight a couple of points. Uh, Ben Foster versus uh, Daniel Bachman in goal. It's been kind of a, I don't know, like a, kind of like a soap opera affair right now because Ben Foster seems to care more about his vlog than he does about his game. But then again, the way he's been, the way they, he's been stuck in the lineup and doing really well. Um, this this was past game against Everton. I don't think Daniel Bachman will come back in. Bachman wasn't very happy and was vocal and told, was talking to the media about it. So there's that little soap opera, opera there. But I think Foster will stay. Musa Sissoko came over from Tottenham. Uh, he's been there. Pretty much their rock steady uh, in their back line, as their as their defensive midfield. So he'll look to be and he'll be captain for the team as well. Uh, they got a few different really good attacking options: Ismelia Sar, Jau Pedro, and Emmanuel. Uh, don't expect all of them to start uh, just because it's hard fitting them in with that four four two. The rigidity. You'll look for Sar to absolutely start, and then maybe Emmanuel or Jau Pedro, but not all three of them. And then Josh King is a traditional nine, matches up well with the formation of, a, that Ranieri wants and has started the last two games for Ranieri. Uh, that's, that's the best I can say for that. Well, uh, I'm just, It'll be tough.
1: sorry, just to jump in, I'm just looking yeah. at their, um, their, their lineup against Liverpool and their lineup against Everton. And I'm just curious to see what kind of changes he made in between the two. It looks like they made three changes. Considering they got battered, only three changes, it, they're not going to be changing anymore. That, let's face it, you're going to stick with that team if they can. And they've got, they, they've got them down here as a 4-1-4-1 4-1 with um, Hernandez and Sarr coming off the wings to support King. Um, and that Kev, how do you pronounce that guy who scored for them yesterday? That, uh, Kushka, is it? Kutska. Kuzka. there we go. I knew you'd get it. Is he Croat? He is Slovak. Slovak, OK. Yeah, so um, with, with those two, two uh, three changes from Liverpool to Everton, um, I would have expected a lot more from that, but I'm not expecting any more now. Would I be fair in saying thinking that?
0: Absolutely. I don't think they're gonna. They might. They might for one in there that we may not expect, like Ozan Tufan going out for cleverly, maybe. But Hopefully. I really Hopefully. don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think Cathcart will start. I think Adamasina is going to start. Um, I don't really know about Truist Ekong or Nagakia, the uh, the right back for them. I don't. I don't know them all that well.
1: With the rest of the players against them, how are we going to set up against Watford?
0: I think if you look today to see how it's going to be fairly similar to how we will play in, uh, in in a week. So I think you'll look at uh, G- McCarthy, Tino, Benarek, Salisu. I think KWP will come in because per- they're going to rotate out uh, Perot and DJ. So it'll be uh, Ward Prowse, Romeu, Moy, at, uh, Stuart Armstrong... Redmond and, and Brouillard. Bro-
1: yeah. Right, we'll go predictions then. Uh, uh, I'll go first this time. Um, this is a tough one because like, we don't really know what kind of Watford are going to turn up, do we? Hopefully it's the one that uh, lost 5-0 at home to, to Liverpool and not the one that went to Goodison and scored five because that, that's going to be bad. Imagine if we let in five goals against Watford. That's tragic, right? Sorry <laughs> Everton fans. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go at all. It was really tough for me. But uh, do you know what? I'm feeling really, really positive because there have been some good – I mean, the Leeds game was incredible. I thought we played really well. Um, and the, the, the Watford game, there were patches where we uh, – sorry, the Burnley game, there were patches where we played well. Um, and I think it's all going to come together quite nicely at Vicarage Road, and I'm going to go for a 2-1 away win. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and what about you, Kevin? I don't know. I'm
2: in two minds. Again, you say, like, um, we all – wrote Watford off and maybe even looked at Claudio Ranieri as an an inspiring managerial choice Um, but yeah it was a great result uh, against Everton so maybe they're going to be on a roll after that I don't know I'm just going to sit on the fence again and say another one all draw okay at the moment I don't think that will be a bad result considering they've been
1: five. I don't think so uh Tim how how about you
0: Zero, zero.
1: Oh God! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be one of those ones like the, the festive period last year, like Fulham and, and West Ham, just
0: dross and just well, that was a Claudio kind of Ranieri right? side as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Isn't that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think there'll be more. Fo- I think there'll be more focus on their end to solidify defence than it will be for. Uh, they'll be poor going forward.
1: They're going to be full of confidence going into this game. Off of the back of that, and I, I just don't think it's going to be a nil-nil. Um, and I, yeah, I just just hope that we have a good we have a good performance and we turn up. But yeah, uh, Gemma Kevin is going for wait for it nil-nil. <laughs> uh, and Marina
2: uh, Marina is also going for a draw. Uh, she's siding with me on a one-all
1: draw. Okay, um, Abby? Uh, to be fair, I'm oh, siding with
2: her. She was the first to declare. So, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Well, she has beaten you this season. No, she's not. <laughs> she's not. Uh, Abby, Abby is going <laughs> having...
0: uh, two one cents.
1: Uh, right, that is it. Next week, Tim, we have the Aston Villa preview that you're going to be attending. So and
0: that'll be good. Be. We'll uh, we'll have a little uh, we'll have a special one for that. We'll have a nice little breakdown, especially with the the return of Danny Ings. So, who, by
1: the way, I was thinking yesterday is going to be injured for that game. You can see it, can't you? He's going to get injured next week. You think so? I think he will. I don't think he's going to be able to be jeered. I think that would be it. I think he'll injure himself. He'll be out for two months, and we won't be able to throw anything at him.
2: Well, but when oh. I say throw
1: anything, I mean throw abuse, not, not anything um, physical. Tackles. <laughs>
2: yeah. Fishing tackles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah. Um, anyway, Tim, yeah, great work today, and uh, uh, see you next week.
0: Nice Thank you so to- much. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Cheers, Tim. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Extra
1: Time. Um, we start with the predictions. Uh, Burnley, I went 2-0. Uh, Alex also went 2-0. Um, and Tim and you, Kevin, went for draws. Not the correct draw, but still, you picked up points. So that leaves the scores. Alex struggling at the bottom on four. Tim on eight. Me on eleven. And you in the lead on fifteen. Good stuff, Kevin. Well done. All right. Okay. Uh Wife Wars, Kevin. Last week you were not here, were you? So I had to take over the Wife Wars duties. Um and the predictions going into this one then. Gemma went for her nil-nil. Uh Marina went for a 2-0 Saints win. Abby went for a 2-1 Saints win, as did Caitlin. So the only person to score points was Gemma, who put up a draw. Um and the points after The Burnley game are Caitlin and Abby remain on eight. Marina is on 13 in the lead. But Gemma is closing the gap and she is now on 10. So there's a three point gap between Gemma and Marina.
2: Yeah. Did Marina get like the correct score last time?
1: Um, I think she did. OK, uh, so super six then. We've had two rounds since last Sunday. Uh, round 15 was won by Tom Hennigan with 14 points. Uh, round 16 was won by Peter Roberts with 16 points. I scored a respectable 14, actually, so I'm quite pleased with that. Um, which was good enough for joint second. Overall, Colin Carter still has a healthy lead on 155 points. He's running away with it this year. It's not, not even close now. Uh, fantasy football, Kev? Yeah, well,
2: within the Poders League, it's all heating up. Um, Freddie of the other side, Ollie of the Saints prime, and Matt Markstone of Southampton delivery, all within a point of each other at the last update At the top of the league. Uh, my team... I don't know. Every time I'm, I'm, I've got the team that I'm kind of happy with, something always goes fucking wrong with it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had Kovacic, who um, picked up a couple of assists yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Captain Vardy, so I'm hoping that he'll smack in one or two against Brentford. and stuff that
1: happens. Well, I've Captain Tony, so I'm hoping he smacks something against Leicester. Tony! I've
2: got Tony too, so yeah, it's win-win for me. Um, yeah, Martinez. Saved a penalty, and uh, he was on the bench. <laughs> That's well <laughs> done. Um, you paid your bench boost, you? I did, yeah. Why? Well, I, to
1: be perfectly honest with you, Kevin, I could not decide whether to go for... Because I've got a lot of Man United players in my team, it could be a complete disaster for Man United, but it could also be a complete success. So I thought, do I put in Syanchu of Leicester, or do I put in Aaron Cresswell of West Ham and take out the Man United players? And I thought, I just couldn't decide. I couldn't decide at all. So I thought... Well, I'm just going to go for a bench boost here and, and just let everybody play. Hmm,
2: nice. I wish I'd got that I have got 10, 10 points. Now,
1: but... not, it's not working out very well for me.
2: No,
1: no, no. I mean, my bench has only scored me five points so far. So, But having said that, I mean, I've still got um, Soyuncu to score and I've got Kraswao uh, to score because they are all playing at the moment. Um, and obviously I've still got um, Fernandez, Salah, Wambasaka saka and Maguire still to play the Savo. And also um, Tony's still playing, so... Hopefully he can he can do something. Yeah.
2: yeah, Why was um Shane Duffy not playing against City? Um, I don't know. It's a weird one. I thought he was like a you know
1: well if he, had, of that if he team. had if he had been he would have let in
2: four. Uh, that nah, is true. Stuart would have been one point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mind you, I got um Sanchez in goal, <laughs> so that wasn't really a, a, a good choice of mine. But he let in four, so he did save
2: eight shot sign yeah he, he scored be
1: four points for a goalkeeper that let in four goals I, I really thought it was going to be worse but you know
2: less than that's more than Ben Foster who let in two yeah
1: but he also picked me up a point because he's on the bench
2: <laughs> wonderful um, <laughs> there's some top management tips here um, <laughs> yeah looking at the big league um I had a few jump up to the top recently in my absence um, and the top three looks like this uh, why me, why not, David Phillips at uh, Sunderland, yeah, another yeah he was top, team. he yeah. was top last week, Sadam milosevic, yeah, okay, that's an interesting choice of name, but i I don't think that's his real name, no, <laughs> okay. um, yeah, and the Aston Villa team yeah. thing. Excellent. Um,
1: Russian phrase this week, Kevin? I don't know if you heard, but Tim gave us a southern phrase last week.
2: I, yeah, I did hear you all talk about that.
1: <laughs> I like it. And does it me. bless your heart? It you? does, yeah. And yeah, so Russian phrase this week. What are you going to go with? Um, okay. I think the one of the
2: standout moments of the game was, uh, Redmond. Redmond missed a sitter. He did. on za gol. Verni gol. yeah. Vierne. Vierne. Yeah, that means uh, he missed uh, a sitter. A Mr. sure goal.
1: Missed a sure, sure. Goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what the Russian phrase is for uh,
2: our Mandalorian? Our Mandalorian. It makes <laughs> him sound like an Armenian.
1: <laughs> okay, a reminder that uh, for you to buy us a coffee um, or a pint. Um, In case we need an the artist then. Yeah. I do, yeah. Um, if you appreciate it uh, and you feel like you'd like to buy us a pint, anything, you know, any small amount would be so well appreciated. Um, yeah, and please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, Kevin, you say something funny. <laughs> uh, next week, we shall discuss both Chelsea and Watford, and we'll preview that Aston Villa game as we head into November, the cold months. Um, so, yes, until then, up the Saints. Up yeah, the Saints.
0: Up oh, the Saints. Open at Southampton. Sports Social Podcast Network.